Hi, Emily. Thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, no um, problem. Before we sort of jump into the questions, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, VMware, and your role at the company? Yeah, for sure. So hello, my name is Emily Gravel. Uh, I am a marketing automation and operations manager over at VMware. Um, over my career, I actually started my career in marketing operations and automation um, at the other giant, Cisco. So since working there, I've worked in a bunch of different marketing automation platforms, including Eloqua, Marketo, HubSpot, uh, Pardot for a little while. Um, and I'm now leading a team of seven uh, out of Costa Rica, India, and Georgia, um, helping the, them basically fulfill the needs of our marketers, as well as make sure that our tech stack is up, running, and like a fine-tuned machine. So it's a really great and rewarding team um, to be part of, as well as an org to be with as well. So it's great. Excellent. Um, so obviously marketing operations is a, you know, it's an area you're going to be intimately familiar with. Um, and it's definitely something that's gaining a lot of popularity in the world of marketing. I mean, we see it coming up all the time in terms of something people are pointing to as the, the kind of, well, sometimes a cure-all even. Um, but is it something that every organization should think about implementing? Because I mean, if you're working at quite a small company, and let's say you've only got a handful of tools that you really need, is you know having a MOPS department or a MOPS professional necessary? Or is it only those big companies that really need to consider it? In my opinion, I think marketing operations selfishly is very much needed in every type of organization. Um, from a practical standpoint, I think Marketing operations as a function is similar to creating a heartbeat inside of your marketing organization. So if you have a small company, I worked at a startup a little while ago, we had a CMO, myself, and one other marketer, and that was really it. And I was in charge of making sure that the systems were running and going and everything was firing sales. I was sales support for a little while. So if you find yourself needing or having that conversation in your head or with somebody else of, do we need a marketing operations person? 90% of the time, the answer is going to be yes. And guess what? There's a ton of us. So making sure that you're hiring the right person and getting the right people into the role is also really important. Having that as marketing operations person inside of your organization is not only a benefit to you as an organization, but also to them. So marketing operations people are a special breed of human where we have an ability to look at systems and data um, and be able to kind of translate those into business needs, business like terms basically and make it easy for our business to be able to use marketing more effectively and creatively uh, because we have that technical side as well as that business side most of the time. So flat answer, absolutely look into marketing operations. If you want a more junior role, there's other organizations as well uh, that kind of do that. Highway Education is a great example. Um, they're actually training a bunch of marketing operations people as well. Um, so definitely throw your hat in the ring uh, and get that marketing operations person on your team. It'll be definitely worth it. Great. Okay. Well, it's slightly off script here, but you've obviously mentioned that, you know, training MOPS people is important. And so there's obviously a lot of skills in being a marketing operations person. But what are those actual skills that people should be looking for when they're, when they're looking for a MOPS person? Yeah, I think obviously from a technical end, having experience either inside of the marketing automation or operations tool that you're using today. So again, HubSpot. Uh, Pardot, Eloqua, Marketo, having experience inside of those real, like at a, as a baseline is really helpful. Um, but at the core of it, I'm actually going through some hiring processes myself. Uh, and my core things is I really need somebody that's curious and driven. At the end of the day, anytime that you go into any operation system, you are digging for an answer for 90% of the things that you're working on. You're trying to find out where the data point changed, where the contact came in and all of these other things. So if you hire somebody that 
is driven, motivated, and really excited about the work that you're doing, that's going to be a great win for you guys. Okay, brilliant. And I think one thing that's really sort of emerging in, in marketing lately is that there's this there's more of a shift towards people wanting to measure, um, you know, measure the effectiveness of campaigns and see results and see those kind of hard numbers and metrics, KPIs, all the rest of it. Um, but when it comes to marketing operations, it's quite a different bag because it's not a campaign. It's you're, you're kind of behind the scenes a bit. So is marketing operations something you can actually really measure? And if so, um, what sorts of results might a, might a MOPS person expect to see and when? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you can try to measure anything, but you have to be really smart about how you're doing it. Um, so any type of marketing operations person, the end goal is you're supporting a business to be able to make money so that they can pay you and everybody else. So in order to make sure that they can do that, your role is to make sure that the systems are working, everything is connected and everything in, from a marketer standpoint is going the way that they're expecting to. From an ROI point, I think a lot of it will ultimately come down to the service level that you're providing to your stakeholders. Your ROI can be something that's not necessarily a dollar amount. So, all right, we did an optimization inside of Marketo this month where we changed the way that we're doing dynamic content. Our ROI on that was a X percentage increase in clicks, a 5% increase in whatever. So your ROI doesn't necessarily always have to be a dollar amount, but showing results of the impact that you're doing with the projects that you're working on is really important. Also, obviously we are talking about marketing operations in general and the growth of it overall. We worked really hard to get a seat at the table and we're finally here. So ROI and things like this to be able to show off, we are working on these projects, we're implementing these tech tools. The ROI that we're providing is there. We just have to be really smart about how we're measuring it. Yeah, sure thing. And obviously with marketing operations, because a huge part of the role is kind of understanding what tech to use and how to use it and how to integrate it and so on. Um, do you find that a lot of your work is working with IT as much as it is with marketing? Do you find you're almost kind of, you know, one foot in each department? Yeah. So this actually goes back to one of our earlier questions is, do you, if you have a small business, do you need to have a marketing operations person? At the end of the day, IT and operations can work really well together, but sometimes, especially if you're a small organization, they can sometimes become an IT kind of person, which is a win-ish, but is be able to be able to work together um, with those two departments is definitely really, really helpful, especially when you get to bigger orgs. Um, my team, especially, we work with IT on a daily basis, um, working on either enhancement projects that we're doing, making sure that like systems are firing from their end really clearly. Um, and the more complex that your stack gets, I think the more connection that you're going to have with your IT department. Yeah, sure thing. And do you think that like from a MOPS perspective, trying to simplify the stack is a large part of it? Or do you find generally speaking, you're actually kind of not overcomplicating it, but you're, you're bringing in more and more things and you're digesting them in a clearer way for people? I think it's kind of both. So a, a lot of companies um, over the last two-ish years have been trying to do that parsing down, being really smart about the tech that we have inside of our systems. Um, I think what we're moving towards now is obviously now that we have a mildly clean tech stack, we need to find intention behind the things that are in our stack today. So why are we using it? Who's using it? And then back to the ROI side, if we're spending X amount of dollars on having this platform and we're not getting the return or the benefit from it, either from clicks or opens or um, customer notifications, things like that. If we're not getting the return from the platform and the service that it's providing, that's something to really critically look at. So being able to shift from, let's figure out all of the world that we have and parse it down. Now that we've got it parsed down, 
Why are we using it? And being really critical about that. Yeah. So what do you think are the main challenges when it comes to introducing a, a MOPS function at a company? And more importantly, maybe, how do you think marketers can actually overcome those challenges? Yeah. I mean, frankly, I think it comes down to trust most of the time. So a lot of the times when you have somebody come in from marketing operations, our intention is always to put business and the marketing department first and all the things that we recommend, be it a one of the things that is a staple in my mind is um, a marketing operations person, especially if you have a new database, will always recommend an IP warming or a warming campaign in general to contacts that have not been talked to in a while. That is very often 95% of the time met with some resistance. However, we are always going to look out for the better part of the business and making sure that we are viewed in the marketplaces really well. Um, the marketing operations function requires that you as a business trust that department or trust that person in your org, depending on the size, to be able to put the business interest first and making sure that we are part of that conversation in the very beginning. So when you're creating new projects or new like optimizations inside of the campaigns you're doing. We're here understanding everything that's going on behind the scenes and we're ready to enable you with the things that we actually want to get done inside of the campaign that you're doing or the project that you're doing. So I think at the end of the day, making sure that when you bring somebody into MOPS, lead with trust and lead with making sure that they have all the right tools in their own toolbox to make sure that you guys can do well. Mm. And you've mentioned there that you kind of work a little bit behind the scenes, but do you find that marketers kind of come to you and say, look, I want to get intent data, for instance, um, what can we do? Or is it the other way around? Are you actually saying, look, we've got this great data, I can put it into our CRM, et cetera, et cetera. Is, what way round does it go? Yeah, I think honestly, it depends on the company that you're with. I've been in both situations. Uh, even at VMware too, I'll go out and I'll say, hey, we have this new thing, let's go talk about it. And the other end is marketers will do exactly that and say, hey, I have this idea, can we do it? Um, I think, again, it goes down to size of the company and kind of where your marketing department sits within your org um, business practice, I guess you could say. So if marketing is in the fold very regularly, more often than not, your marketers will come and say, hey, I've got a really good idea. Uh, let's go talk about this. Rather than if it's a small company and marketing is just kind of like the the kid that sits in the corner, we say, please just send emails and get us on the internet. Thank you. <laughs> then maybe those people are the ones that are going out and more talking to their, their people inside of their organization. But um, being able obviously to be in a company that has excitement around something, they're always going, hopefully always going to be able to come to marketing operations, nevertheless, marketing with some ideas and excitement. And that's where that marketing operations function will definitely really help to kind of mold that idea and make sure that we can actually do it not only with the tools that we have, but with the budget that we have as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. But do, do you ever find that um, someone comes to you with an idea and they go, look, it'd be amazing if we could do this. It'd be such useful data and we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. Yeah. Do you ever find you're there and you have to go, no, we can't do that. It's too complicated. It's going to mess with the stack. Yeah. And it's a kind of, it's a sad day. It's like, it's a little disheartening. And we say, you know what, like right now we can't really focus on or we can't do this with what we've got. And this is where like working at a larger company, you can say, all right, I can't do this today. However, if I have five more hands and I have this much more budget, we could maybe do it and let's scope it out and let's set up a project plan. So I think one of the biggest things, especially that I'm learning inside of my role here is that the power of a project plan is almost immeasurable, which is great. So making sure that you have a project plan around how you want to fold in tech or even just so you have a campaign what are things that we can use and kind of 
connect together more intentionally today that can get this to move forward and actually work. Because at the end of the day, if this marketer is coming to me with an, a, a que question like this and I say, no, I can't do it. Two weeks from now, another marketer will come by and say, hey, I've got the same idea. And so making sure that we're aware of kind of like what's in the stack, what we can actually use today, and then moving that into trying to find a solution, may, albeit it might not be right now, but making sure that we are providing that yes and kind of forward momentum. And that also goes back to that trust thing. As long as we continue that yes and conversation rather than a no and stop, that's where we can start becoming more partners with our marketers. Sure thing. And from your own perspective, what do you think your, well, what is your main aim when it comes to MarTech? You know, is there a certain tool you're looking to introduce? Are you trying some new strategies or tactics or is it just sort of business as usual? Yeah. So, um, I am, I very kindly to all of the other marketing automation platforms, I have been converted to a Marketo person. So although, uh, Marketo is obviously more widely used, it's also at a cost for that, just like any other marketing automation platform. But I think a core of that, find the one that fits for your business from a cost and utility perspective. So Marketo has a lot of different features from Eloqua, has a lot of different features from Pardot. So be really intentional about why you're bringing on that tech stack point. Um, and then on top of that, make sure that it's at cost that that's reasonable for you. So if you're a startup and you're looking for something that is a light lift from a budget point, but you want a heavy punch, start looking at features that you're looking to implement, be it SEO, uh, email marketing, uh, personalization, things like that. Write down the things that you want to do in the next year, year and a half and find the tech, the, find the marketing automation tool that's going to allow you to do that at a price point that you can. Because at the end of the day, if you want to move out of one and go into another, that's fine. But you need to be able to say, these are the things that I really want to focus on and be able to move forward with. Okay, sure. And obviously, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, new, exciting things that come in that marketers want to try. But I would imagine with that, it, you know, there's some old stuff that kind of gets pushed out of the way, because you just don't have the bandwidth. So is yep. there anything that you're perhaps not as focused on um, this year? Not because, you know, you're not focused on it, but just because it's just not as important as it used to be? Um, I think part of that is also not necessarily that it's getting pushed aside because we forgot about it, but the engine is running really well. So there's a few tools that we have right now that are like great state. And it's one of those things where you finally get it to a point that it's working and you slowly back away and you say, all right, you stay there, you keep working and we get to go do innovation and stuff on the other end as well. So not necessarily walking away and not using the tool anymore, but saying, all right, we're good with this. We're going to keep a pulse on it, but we're going to let this run and function. And then we're going to continue to optimize on the other end. Yeah, sure thing. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of MarTech out there right now. And like everyone's seen the, the Scott Brinker infographic. But, um, you know, what sort of new tools are really interest you? You know, there's no need to name any names, but yeah, yeah. is there anything that stands out? Yeah. So I think with the availability of marketing operations team members, obviously, from my perspective, there's a few of us because the MarTech industry itself, the people in it, you kind of know everybody once you get in there for at least five years. So once you get into the marketing operations community, you're in. Um, but from that point, getting the evolution of how we are working as a marketing operations function is really growing. And again, we're getting that seat at the table. We're starting to have more intentional conversations. We're getting more people at companies posting director of marketing operations jobs, which is phenomenal. 
So one of the focuses that I'm seeing shift as well is as we continue to develop our skill set as marketing operations professionals, we're still needing the people that are actually building the emails, actually building the landing pages and things like that. So tools that are allowing not necessarily just our junior marketing automation folks, but maybe the marketers themselves to start participating in that building part. That Those are the tools that I'm seeing kind of fold in more often across different companies as well. So making sure that as we develop ourselves as marketing operations professionals, again, getting that ROI, getting the seat at the table, being able to um, use the tools that we have, being intentional about those, we need to make sure that the back end of that and the fun- the foundation of those things is continues to be steady. And there's tools um, that allow us to kind of do that. Marketo obviously has their templates um, that are the drag and drop ones. Um, there's a few other ones I can't remember off the top of my head, um, but there are a few ones that allow marketers to go in and have a really easy U- UI to be able to build out a program that connects into your marketing automation platform and allows people like on my team to be able to pick that up, audit it and send it. So the SLA time can be reduced and that way we can start moving faster as an organization and being more intentional about what we're sending. And because we're moving faster, we can do more fun stuff, which is even better. Because marketing operations, people love fun stuff and it's look great. <laughs> that, leads, that leads me on to, uh, we'll say my final question in the interest of time. Um, do you think, you know, because marketing operations, is, I imagine there's a, there's a real need to be quite technically proficient. You really got to understand these systems, how to link everything together. Whereas marketers traditionally have been more seen on the creative side. They get to do all the, the, the cool, fun stuff, right? Um, do you think by introducing a MOPS function, you're actually creating more time for marketers to be marketers as opposed to being these kind of half marketers, half kind of tech people? Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like part of the joy, like the benefit of getting somebody in marketing ops in is exactly that. You're allowing marketers to continue to do like the pulse on the, their market. So if you have a regional person that needs to do a new webinar, a new webcast, you're allowing them to spend more time thinking and learning about that. And then going to a marketing operations or marketing operations or campaign operations team to be able to make that actually happen. So at a bigger company, obviously for me, we have that exact thing. So marketers will create the the framework for what they need. They'll work with a team to be able to kind of harness it in a little bit, and then we'll work with our team to be able to get it out the door. So allowing your team, your organization to have a marketing operations person or department allows exactly your point, those marketers to be able to do what they need to do in order to get your brand and your image out there. Um, And at the same time, we can give you some metrics along the way, which those marketers who aren't very technical might not have gotten. So it's a win all around. Excellent. Well, if that hasn't convinced everyone listening to get a MOPS department, I don't know what will. Um, So Emily, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks. Bye.